It's a special crossover for today's episode as we get the experts to tell us what's going on in Austria's second division, better known as Liga 2. Welcome to the other Bundesliga podcast. Don't get too confused because what you're about to hear is a crossover interview episode in collaboration with the FCPS show. As some of you might already be aware, we actually make podcasts for Austria's third division side, FC Pinskau Saalfelden. That's a club that are based in the mountains near Salzburg. And uh, with fans from all over the world, they get the opportunity there to invest a few hundred euro or pounds or dollars or the like, and then watch all the matches live and get involved in club decisions as well. And so for our latest of their club podcasts, we spoke to Johannes Kristoforic and Richard Turkovic, who gave us some brilliant insight into Austria's second division, which is a bit of a target, of course, for a third division club like FC Pinskau. So uh, as we don't often cover the second division here on the other Bundesliga podcast, and as their insight was so good, we felt that it would be of interest to many of you, our lovely listeners. So we hope you enjoy this crossover interview from the FCPS show, which is coming up right now, all about Liga 2, Austria's second division. You're listening to the FCPS show. I'm your host, Tom Midler. And on today's episode, we're going to be asking some experts about something which is a long-term target for us here at FC Pinskau. And of course, that rather large next step on the field, an achievement which was within touching distance just around about a year ago, is promotion to the second division. It's not really something we need to be concerned with right now, unfortunately, in terms of playing football at that level. There's a lot of work to be done, of course, first and foremost, in the third tier in the Regionalliga Salzburg. But, of course, with any good football club, there needs to be a vision for the future. So as we start building towards the aim of the second division, I spoke to two football fans, two experts and broadcasters who have an incredible depth of knowledge when it comes to Austria's Liga 2, or the Zweite Liga, the second league, to give it its proper name. And first up, let's hear from Johannes Christofferich, a man who not only hosts Austria's best podcast about the Zweite Liga, but he commentates on the games as well for the network Laula Eins. I first asked Johannes about what he knows, what he's heard about FC Pinskau from his perspective in Austrian football. First, uh, I want to apologize for my bad English, but uh, for sure. I heard a lot of FC Pinsko last year. Uh, I like this idea for fan owned club because I think on this level you need to be creative uh, to build up a club and to get some attention. And I think it works. Of course, it's not always positive attention, but in Austria you need to be patient. The people here are sometimes a bit afraid of new ideas, especially in, in football. Uh, because we are, I don't know the English translation, but we call it Gewohnheitstier. But basically, I like the setup of the club, from live streams to the design of the jersey or the performance on social media, uh, just on the pitch. 
yeah, I think it could work a bit better. Uh, there were high expectations and I thought we will meet each other in Liga 2 next season, but uh, maybe in 2022. Okay, so creatures of comfort, perhaps the Austrians. Uh, what can you tell us about some of the standout teams up in Liga 2? I just have to say it. I love Liga 2. It's my passion and my profession. Um, we have those traditional teams like GRK, Wacker Innsbruck or Vorwärtssteier, but also well-working underdogs such as Lavnitz and Amstetten. And different to the Bundesliga, our league had a real title race in the last two seasons. And uh, sometimes it's just crazy. Every team can beat each other and you never know what happens next. But uh, it's different to compare Liga 2 to another league. I would suggest every listener get an idea of Liga 2 by turning on Laola 1 when the season comes back in February. Yes, absolutely. There is some great coverage on laola1.at. That's L-A-O-L-A 1.at. If you can watch that uh, wherever you are, then uh, it's well worth doing so. There's some great stuff in the second division. It should be easy to keep up with the teams and the action there. But Johannes, why do lots of teams seem to struggle to go up? And uh, some teams don't even want to go up from the third division up to Liga 2. It's difficult, but uh, most clubs are not able to fulfill the regulations for a promotion to Liga 2 or uh, they don't want to get promoted because of a financial risk. For sure, you have more expenditures, uh, you have to invest more time in a club, but you have to ask yourself where you and your club want to go. For me, Liga 2 is a perfect platform for players to show up and to grow as a club. Maybe the gap in sporting terms isn't that big, but it's a semi-professional football league and there you have other conditions to participate. If we're going to generalize, what kind of football would you say that we see in the Zweite Liga? Liga 2 is a tough league, very physical, but in my opinion, it doesn't matter which league you are playing. As a club, you need to develop your own philosophy on and off the pitch. Of course, you have to adapt yourself in a league, but uh, believe in yourself and maybe get some players with Liga 2 experience. Uh, that's never a bad idea. Brilliant stuff there from Johannes Christofferich. Thank you very much. And his English, of course, is excellent, isn't it? So we definitely hope to have our FCPS games covered by Johannes and his colleagues, of course, uh, if we can get promoted one day. But to go even further into the second division of Austrian football, I spoke to Richard Turkovic, who, as well as being known for his love of Liga 2 side Blauweiss Linz, is also one of the most knowledgeable fans and followers of the game at second and third league level who's out there. And I asked him what he knew about FC Pinskal 2. My club, FC Blavis Linz, has spent a lot of time in the Regionalliga Mitte, so the third division uh, or the, uh, the leagues of the third division. I try to keep up with them as best as I can, but admittedly it's easier for, for uh, Regionalliga Ost and Regionalliga Mitte than it is for the Western League. So basically all my current knowledge on FC Pinskau is basically what the club themselves have put into the world and I guess media reports from, from the local Salzburg um, media outlets. Um, yeah, it seems like an interesting project. Um, it does. I'm not entirely sure how much of it is is how much of the ideas are transferable to to the day-to-day -day operations of a third division or potentially second division club. So I'm always I've 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 looked at the project uh, 
with, with interest, but a little skepticism. Um, Saarfelden is a, is a, is a classic uh, Western football um, town. I mean, uh, both, both uh, ESV Saarfelden and Erster Saarfelden SK, the two clubs that, that um, fusioned together to create FC Pinska originally, um, they're, they're, they were stalwarts of the Western division. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely potential there. Um, so yeah, I'm, 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 I'm curious if a little skeptical, I would guess I'd say. <laughs> so there's a lot of work to be done in the third division in the Regionalliga Salzburg for FC Pinskau. That much is clear to everybody who's involved with the project. Um, if the club in the, in the future are, are looking up towards the second division, you mentioned that your club is, is Blauweiss-Linz, of course. I, I thought that would come up today when, when talking to you. I asked Johannes as well, and, and he mentioned, you know, Giaka, some other big sides, and, and some smaller sides like Lafnitz, who are, who are doing really well this season. So in your experience, you know, knowing clubs at the second division level and lots of different clubs at the third division level, what, what are some of the, the stumbling blocks? You know, why, why do a lot of clubs not want to get promoted up to the second division? You know, how, how big is the difference between the two tiers of, of football here? I mean, there's obviously infrastructural reasons. Um, the second division, you basically already have to have the floodlights necessary for, um, for regular TV broadcasts, which if you're just playing in, in the in the cup or if you're just playing some games here and there with cameras there it might not be as big of a problem but as steady, steady floodlights have been shown to be quite a stumbling block to some third division clubs making uh, trying to get promoted um obviously um travel travel costs will, will rise uh because it is a national league while the third division are still regional leagues um, and then the classic thing you always have to take care of when you're trying to get promoted, just players will get better and you'll have to be able to either um, make it work with the players you have and maybe get one or two players that can uh, lift up the entire team or you have to get new players and that's also going to cost you. And it's, there's, there's different ways to go about it. I believe FC Dornbind uh, the last two years was a good example of a club who went, we'll just see how, how much we can accomplish with what we already have. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, well, then we'll just back into the, well, at now Regionalliga Vorarlberg, it was still just the Regionalliga West when they got promoted. But then on the other hand, you have clubs like the aforementioned SV Lafnitz who basically put all their chips on the on the sporting side, got new players, got a very, very good coach, um, but are still lacking behind an in infrastructure. And it's a, it's I think it's a tightrope walk. It's not it's not um, impossible, far from it, but it is it is an undertaking. A tightrope walk is a really nice way to describe it, I think. There's so many different things that you have to balance. And of course, the things like you say, like floodlights, are simply an outgoing of cost. It's cost, it's infrastructure, and it's how much are you willing, uh, how much are you willing to risk on that promotion uh, with the risk. It's the same in, in a lot of countries, I think. Then if you come back down again within the next couple of years, is your club still in a stable position to, to compete back at the, at the third division? Or have you sort of spent all your money and, and are you going to leave yourselves in trouble? It's sort of a, one of the really interesting things about, uh, about football where you have promotion and relegation, as we, of course, have in, 
in Europe. You gave some really nice examples of, of clubs there and how they've achieved this and how they've sort of aimed at tackling these problems. What about some of the bigger sides? If you're looking at sort of illustrious opponents and exciting matchups for, for a second division club, what about some of the clubs in, in the second division that have a, a long history or, or perhaps clubs that feel like they should be up in the Bundesliga? Who, who's there in, in the second division at the moment? I mean, the obvious answers would be uh, Wacker Innsbruck and GRK, obviously. Uh, I myself have, have declared myself many times, I see no way that Wacker Innsbruck will not get promoted this year. So that's probably not going to be massively relevant for FC Pinsko. Um, what happens with GRK will be, is, remains to be seen. Obviously, you have also have um, the classic Upper Austrian clubs, my, my own Blauweiss Linz and uh, Vorwärts Steyr from the industrial city of Steyr, also a very traditional and very, um, very well-supported club. Maybe uh, one of the few clubs in, in Austrian football where you will, if there's, if, if, if there's a match day and obviously when, when uh, spectators are allowed, you will definitely see that it is a match day. I think there's like three, uh, three clubs, three towns in Austria where you can actually say that, and Steyr is among them. I, um, I do think that Vorwärts will uh, sometimes get overlooked in that regard. There's also Austria Klagenfurt. Klagenfurt traditionally uh, uh, more of a hockey city than a football city, but they have made strides in recent years, both trying to connect the current iteration of the club to its history and to reach out to fans. So those are, will definitely be the, the clubs that you would uh, like to play against. Um, and from the geographical perspective, obviously, Saalfelden is pretty far to the west. And I guess the closest club would be FC Liefering, Red Bull's farm team. I highly doubt there would be much emotion there, if any. But towards the other clubs of the West, that would probably be the fallback clubs of Austria Lustenau and FC Dornbirn. Though, I mean, I, I'm far away from the West, so how much rivalry there would actually be between the team from Salzburg and teams from Fallberg, I quite honestly don't feel competent to really, to really pin that down. <laughs> you mentioned uh, FC Liefering there, though, the, the junior side of, of uh, Salzburg. Of course, there's other junior sides, too, in the second division in Austria. Um, you know, Rapid Amateurs are up there now, Austria, Young Violets, uh, Lask, Juniors, Oberösterreich. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of young players, a lot of young talent getting on in the second division. Is it a league where young talent struggles? Is it, there's a famous phrase in, in English football, which is from um, Alan Hansen, who once said, you'll never win anything with kids. You can't win anything with kids. So you know, are Liefering going to disprove that? Or is it really hard for, for young players uh, in the second division? Is it, is it known as a very physical league? I mean, if you wanted to be, if you wanted to be like sarcastic about it, you could probably go ahead and say, well, that is definitely an English statement, seeing that the English uh, in their football leagues for the longest time didn't care about the development of young players and saw the rewards for that. But um, to get back to the actual <laughs> to the actual question, um, for a long time the second division really tried to position itself as a as a league for young players, as a league to develop young players. How much of that really held up to closer scrutiny with some clubs really basically consisting of of aging former Bundesliga players. I, I'm not sure how much of that it really, really, really was true. Um, 
but yeah, at the moment, um, a quarter of the league is uh, farm teams of, of Bundesliga teams, which in and of itself is a different problem. Uh, under normal circumstances, no farm team has ever been relegated from the second league. It, currently, it looks as if both Young Violets Austria-Wien and um, SK Rapid 2, they're both on a relegation spot. Whether that uh, stays the same until the end of the uh, season remains to be seen. Um, FC Liefering, I believe, I mean, Red Bull is just in a league of their own in regards of youth development and obviously the financial needs they have to promote youth development. So it's, it's, it's tough to say. Liefering do play in a league of their own. Um, just from a pure sporting perspective, Liefering could probably play in the Bundesliga with no problem. That would obviously have other problems <laughs> with it. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to say, but I do feel... I mean, that's, that's what proponents of uh, having farm teams play in the second division. I mean, there's opponents to that as well, but the proponents do say that um, a lot of uh, the success that, uh, for example, the Austrian national team has is due to younger players um, immediately playing, um, uh, yeah, playing, playing uh, grown-up football and not being stuck in youth leagues. It's, I guess there's positives and negatives to both. I would say, uh, from the perspective of a club uh, that isn't um, a farm team playing farm teams, it is completely uninteresting. Uh, uh, from a sporting perspective, it's, it's, it's fine enough. There's our talented players, but just no one cares. There's no away fans coming because away fans simply do not have the time to follow the farm team as much as the first team. And um, as an away fan traveling to a farm team, there's just no home team fans for the exact same reasons. And that is, I don't think that is something that can be remedied. It is as close to an anthropological constant as you get in sports that uh, second teams just aren't as well supported quite simply because no fans have the time. That is, that is just that. Yeah, that's, that's the way it is. And as you say, it raises uh, some interesting questions in terms of support and, and atmosphere and interest in the games. And Pinscal do have their, their second team as well. You know, we're trying to bring through some young players with the, with the B team, obviously at a completely different level. But sticking to the second division, yeah, four of the 16 teams are farm teams. They can't get promoted to the Bundesliga. They're not allowed to, you know, regardless of how good leafering are. Um, under the current rules, they can't go up. Uh, in this season's second division, there's kind of an interesting, uh, yeah, an interesting bit of drama playing out in that, top end of the table isn't there because it doesn't look like um or it doesn't look like every team is is willing to to go up or or necessarily even able to go up so yeah <laughs> we could see a team you know as far down as eighth place actually getting promoted to the bundesliga so could you could you just uh, touch on that a little bit and tell us about the the situation in the second division in in the sort of top eight right now I mean, it might just be um, me as a follower of second and third division football just being used to it, but it doesn't seem it doesn't seem that much worse than in, in recent seasons. And yeah, the, the the possibility of an eighth rank team being promoted sounds sounds pretty stupid. I'm I'm not gonna deny that for a second, but. If you take a look at the current uh, rankings, um, Lafnitz on top of the table, infrastructurally, they're just not there. And quite frankly, to, if they want to be promoted or not, 
from what you can hear that that changes from week to week i I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on them wanting to go up. Um, Liefering, we've already touched on it. They just simply can't be promoted. My own club, Blau-Weiß-Linz, the uh, uh, construction of the new stadium, the planning stages are basically done and will start soon. Um, but that also means we still have two years without the infrastructure there to even think about getting promoted. Um, yeah, but after that, Austria Klagenfurt, they have the large stadium in Klagenfurt. Um, Wacker Innsbruck have the Tivoli Stadium. Both of those are perfectly fine and uh, capable for Bundesliga football. And then you have GRK on, 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 on fifth place. They have the Stadion Liebenau where Sturm Graz also play. And I do feel like they are a little bit under, uh, a little bit overlooked, underreported in that discussion because last year they got the, they got the uh, necessary licensing for for the Bundesliga and no one expected them to actually make, uh, uh, make a promotional spot, but it's, it's not unthinkable. So there's three clubs uh, currently in the top six that want to go up. I think it's highly unlikely that we will see uh, a club get relegated that is further behind in the table than like second or maybe third spot, really. I, I, I doubt that it's going to be that. that I doubt we will see, we'll see anything lower than that. So you think, you mean one of the top three or four probably will still be the teams to go up at oh, the yeah, end? Yeah. And we're not going to see a sensational eighth place promotion? I, I, I would bet money on, I, I would bet money on we're not going to see an eighth place team get promoted. That's just not going to happen. I think that's, that's quite realistic in, in what you've said there, but I think it probably gives our listeners a little bit of a flavor for the kind of other things that you have to think about in the second division here in Austria. True, true. Perhaps, you, know, you don't think about these things in other leagues. It's just everything's plain and simple, but in the Austrian leagues, it's, uh, there always seems to be something else going on behind the scenes. Entirely super sure. I mean, yeah, you're not going to see that in any of the top leagues, but um, it's you have similar discussions in the smaller leagues all the time. Maybe not in the top flight, because obviously, where are you going to get promoted to from the top flight? But second, second divisions across Europe all have those same problems. I suppose that's fair enough. I'm coming from the base of of England, you know, with the Championship, where you've still got one of the sort of top yeah. leagues in Europe as as your second division. But, and I mean the well, championship to people not wanting or not being able to go up. <laughs> and I mean the championship financially is probably I mean there's a lot of clubs in that uh, a lot of clubs in the championship that aren't doing well but all of them are doing at least they have the infrastructure just just for historical reasons. Yes, that's very true. But I would um, argue. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. But there's definitely some, some big historical clubs, as we've mentioned already, in the second division here too, and a lot of clubs who would be interesting to come up against. Um, I mean, Pinskow, Pinskow probably feel like with, with everything that needs to be sorted um, in terms of, as we've mentioned, you know, playing squad, infrastructure, and all the decisions that have to be made, it's, uh, it's not really a problem for now talking about the second division, but it's really interesting to get a feel for, for what it's like and, you know, the challenges of the future in the second division. I know you're a big American football fan, so I will get on to <laughs> the, the Chiefs in a second. But in, um, in American football, you know, they have the saying, uh, defense wins championships, for example. Is there, is there such a thing that goes in the, in the second division in Austrian football? Do, do people look at it as a league where a certain playing style is, um, is, is preferred to others or, or known as being more successful? Is there, 
from a playing perspective, perhaps a, a known recipe for success or, or an expected recipe for success in the second division? Not entirely sure. I mean, the, the, the cliche would be that the second division is, is a more physical, a tougher league than the Bundesliga. I'm not entirely sure how much that would hold up to, to scrutiny, but I, that's, that's the, um, that, that one at least is the cliche. Um, I do feel like we've had some, some really, really uh, good coaching in the last couple of seasons. Uh, at the moment, you definitely have with, with Philipp Semlich of SV Lafnitz, I'd argue one of the best coaches of Austria currently working with 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 a club that doesn't have like the the biggest the biggest budget. And um, if if I if I may toot our own horn uh, with Ronnie Brunmeier at Blauwest Linz, also a very very good coach. Um, I do feel like the second division is, or at least could be, even more uh, a place for for coaches who don't yet have the pedigree to really try things out and to to. Uh, give impulses and how much of that is transferable to the Bundesliga I'm not entirely sure but um, I, I, I would argue the second division is a place for for experimentation and is a place for for um, you're really getting into the X's and O's and getting into the weeds of football tactics how much of that um, is is true for all of the clubs specifically those in the lower ranks of the table that's that's probably those those probably don't have much much of that going on. You definitely have more f- uh, physical physical football and definitely more of a of a fighting style, I'd guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be the, the that that would be much more much closer to the to the cliches about the league, I'd guess. It's um, a nice that. way to to look at it too, though, saying that. The second division essentially is a space where good coaching and and good tactics can be rewarded, even if they are not absolutely, always. Absolutely, you know, there's there's a potential for it as a good development league for both players and coaches. Um, I, I just I know that you're you know you're a, you're a, a vocal proponent of uh, of well you're a vocal fan of Blauweiss Linz. Blauweiss, of course, and member <laughs> and member, yeah, and Blauweiss, of course, meaning blue and white. Pinskow playing in blue and white too. So maybe there's uh, you know a possible fan friendship coming in there for these these blue and white teams. But uh, I want to give you. I, I, I doubt it, admittedly. <laughs> I doubt <laughs> it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you don't think so. That's no, I fair don't enough. Think so. <laughs> um, I just want to. Give I mean, I mean, I'm not not saying that that FC Pinskau would fall into that uh, into that um, cliche, but uh, specifically when our in our days of of playing in the Regionalliga Mitte, you did have um, uh, quite a few clubs with with some very vocal local investors um, loudly proclaiming um, we're gonna take. Um, our club from a city of 2000 inhabitants and we're going to take it into the champions league or something like that. And I would assume that a lot of Blauweiss fans would view FC Pinsko in a similar matter, maybe unfairly. I'm not, I'm not even going to, uh, I'm not going to say that that is that FC Pinsko fall under that category, but I would, I, skepticism like that would definitely be going through most Blauweiss fans' minds. Yeah, I think as, as soon as the words Champions League are mentioned, we all we all have known that 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 puts a, a, a that puts you in a, a difficult position. And I think it's it's way out of step with yeah. with the reality of of where Pinskow see themselves. But like you say, although I'll admit that question. was probably that was probably a little overreported. It, I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. I mean, it's one of those things though when the reporters 
the reporters want the phrase Champions League to be in there. They put it in there until you, you know, and you're not going to categorically deny it. But I always sort of look at it as, you know, if it technically, if you ask any club, if, if you ask the club, you know, do Blauweiss Linz want to be in the Champions League? <laughs> not many clubs would out and out then say like, no, we do not want to be there. It's, it's not the same as yeah, like, yeah. expressing your ambition. Blauweiss Blau might be one of the few examples where the fans would actually say, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think there's something about that in Austrian football. That, yeah, you're probably right. The, the, the reality sets in before the before the dreams and why not, you know, just, just say, nah, we're, we're happy where we are. But um, Or maybe like Vida Sportclub, who are another club that, that is always in contention for when, when you ask people who they would want to see uh, get promoted from the third league to the second league, a lot of people would, would probably say Vida Sportclub. And if you ask the fans, uh, they'd all say, man, we'd have to go to Fallberg. That seems, <laughs> that's far away, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's just too much effort, too much effort. But that's a, that's a good point that you raised earlier, you know, about the national travel, actually. That is a huge and, and sort of oft overlooked difference between the third division and the second. You stay, you know, if Pinsky are playing all the games at the moment and as, as far away, I think the furthest game away is is the city of Salzburg, basically. So, or probably like Eugendorf or something. I admittedly haven't, haven't really checked. Yeah, it's, it, there's, there's no, basically Pinskau is one of the furthest clubs. Most of the clubs in the Regionalliga Salzburg are in Salzburg. And then you've got Bischofshofen, you've got St. Johann, and you've got uh, Pinskau, basically, who are not in the city or not close to the city. But then, of course, that, that is a huge difference at the second division, uh, moving, you know, playing regular games in Vienna and, and all sorts. But actually, you, you brought up something interesting that I hadn't really thought about. We were talking Champions League. You talked about, you know, skepticism for other projects. A team with, with a lot of recent uh, experience in the second division is SV Horn. And they were a team, you know, with, with Japanese investment, Kaisuke Honda getting involved yeah, yeah, yeah. well. And, and they proclaimed, you know, they were ones to proclaim loudly in the media that they wanted to push up into the Champions League. So what, what happened? Do you know anything about what happened with SV Horn and, and where are they now? I mean, funnily enough, I'm the region I'm I, I grew up is is pretty close to S4 Um so so they would probably technically be the closest to a hometown team I have in the second division. I, I mean, for for different reasons, I ended up with Blauweiss, but I feel like S4 Juan was always uh, the 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 big local club in the region. I, I guess um, they benefited from. Um, being the location of the giant shopping center for the entire region. And basically the shopping center sort of financed the club when the club was very well supported in their Regionalliga days. But um, when they got promoted to the second division, I guess uh, you, you, you saw the ceiling for, for a club that is based out of a region. And um, when, when with shopping centers all around the world, obviously are, having their problems uh, due to the proliferation of, of well, Amazon, let's, let's put it frankly. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, so you, as for Juan did see their budget tighten and tighten, and that makes it compared to the, uh, in addition to the fact that they're not that far away from Vienna, um, it, it, it makes them a, a target for investors. And if you don't really have the possibility to be to be uh, to be um, to choose basically, I guess you take whatever you can get. I mean, um, the investment by Christopher Honda wasn't 
it wasn't wasn't a bad thing it just didn't didn't bring the Japanese investors what they want, wanted. So they that was ended. And the strange investment with Ufa Media from, I think, North Macedonia, I'm not entirely sure anymore, that has ended not even half a year after it started. So I'm, I'm not sure how, how Horn will continue on from this. It's, it's, it's kind, of a, kind of a strange and kind of a sad story. I'm hoping they'll make it through. Um, they're obviously not one of the most famous or one of the, the more spectacular clubs in the league from a fan's perspective. But I mean, yeah, they're, they're, I guess they're sort of my home hometown club. So I, I, I'd like to see them either, either stay in the league or if they get, uh, if they get relegated, see them survive the financial woes that are probably in their future. Yeah. Fingers crossed for Esfahorn for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're, it sounds like you've rediscovered this thought that actually they're, they're a hometown team for you and, and maybe you should, you know, should, should like them even more than you do. But look, it's been really... I probably, I probably view them a lot more favorably than most other football fans of my ilk, I'd say, because <laughs> for a lot of people, a lot of people would view Esfahuan as, as an investor's club that has no fan base. I mean, because those people... Those people just haven't seen uh, games of like Horn versus Sportclub in the Regionalliga Ost in front of 1,500 or 2,000 people, which for the third league is great. So they only seen uh, SV Horn play in the second division in front of 500 people. So you don't, you basically, you don't, most people just don't know the club very well. That's, I would guess, is how I'd put it. Yeah, I think that there's a case for that with, with a lot of clubs. You know, I, I think Pinsky are presumably are going to be included in that in the sense, you know, it's easy once, as soon as the word investment gets thrown in there, people, you know, people get their backs up a bit and it's easy to, easy to dislike the club. For, and, and people do that with all, all sorts of clubs, you know. And uh, once you get to know the club, things are a bit different. But uh, Richard, it's been really nice talking to you about the second division. So much interesting stuff to learn and so much perspective on the uh, on the second division for our Pinscow fans and listeners to to take away. Um, I just wanted to to close off with with talk of the Super Bowl, of course, you know, from, the, <laughs> from the second division of Austrian football to the very top of uh, of American football. Uh, you're a, you're a Chiefs fan, aren't you? So I don't even yeah. need to ask you for for who you want to win. But um, how how much have you enjoyed this season and in all its weirdness, even without too many fans in the stadium? And, and how much are you looking forward to the Super Bowl against uh, Tom Brady? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, Brady v. Mahomes. We've seen that a couple of times. And it's definitely not a, not a quarterback duel that Mahomes has to hide. I mean, what quarterback duel is there where Mahomes would have to hide? But I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the Chiefs are as close as I'll get in American football to having a hometown team since my American relatives live in Iowa and in Kansas City. So I was a Chiefs fan before I even knew what football really was. Um, so it's, it's kind of insane to not only have just won the Super Bowl last year and to already be in the Super Bowl again. I mean, that's not a thing that normally happens if you're not, if you're not like an absolute dynasty. And it's insane to, to even think that the team that I saw played seasons of 214 to wins and 14 losses that team is now in back-to-back Super Bowls with uh probably the best quarterback in the league right now that is just not something I when I when I try to think about it that I can wrap my mind around um I don't know um going through the playoffs the entire time is like oh we're playing Cleveland well Cleveland have been a shit team uh or have not been a good team 
the last couple of years, they deserve to go go ahead. We won the Super Bowl. It doesn't matter if we lose and then we beat Cleveland and then we play Buffalo. And it's like, yeah, Buffalo have not been a good team for long. They're doing good. I'd be fine with losing to Buffalo. And then we beat Buffalo. Now we're in the Super Bowl against Tom Brady. It's like, oh, no, we're not going to lose to Brady. That's not going <laughs> to It's so strange how, 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 your, how your mind shifts, shifts in that way. Oh, well, it sounds like very honorable, you know, like give the other teams a chance that haven't just won it. But I hate to I mean, you. We might be Kansas City wasn't Kansas City was in the same situation that Cleveland or Buffalo were in the last couple of years. So it's yeah. just like, you know how it feels. You just, it's, it's like, we got the Super Bowl. I don't care. It's it's fine. I, I, I would, I, if Cleveland or Buffalo made it to the Super Bowl, I would have cheered, well, not just as hard, but I would also have cheered for them. Like they're, I like them. I don't know. For what it's worth, me too. Me too. <laughs> very much looking forward to the matchup i guess my final question then is uh, the chiefs or blauweiss lintz blauweiss i'm so there's no there's no question <laughs> i'm sorry there's no question i am a member of blauweiss i've 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 i'm i'm helping this club with my own blood sweat and tears that that is just what does it mean what does it mean to be a member of uh, of blauweiss lintz i mean you take part obviously in the in all the the I doubt I can I can find English words for this. You take part in the Vereinswesen, you take part in the in the Grand Assembly, but that's the wrong word. The Mitglied of Assembly like the, and everything. The, the yeah. general meeting, yeah, the annual general. Yeah, so all of that. You you take part in the decisions that the club takes. You are um, uh, part of the information flow. Like you will, if if there is a transfer coming, you will know it basically as soon as it as the ink has dried. So yeah, it's you're just a part of the club cool yeah it feels good doesn't yeah. it? it feels good to be part of the club there's times it doesn't feel good but it's, <laughs> it just feels right yeah that's a good way to put it i like that yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely not uh, it doesn't mean that that uh, every moment is a good moment but at the same time it uh, yeah it's it doesn't feel good if you're being told that if we don't do something right now we'll be bankrupt in two weeks that does not feel good but oh uh, i mean we made it out of that so i guess it worked out in the end yeah, Blauweiss <laughs> seem to be in a much uh, much better position than that right now. You know, new yes, stadium, as you mentioned earlier. Stable, yeah. The future looks bright for Blauweiss Linz. Yeah, it does. Excellent. Richard, really, really nice to talk to you today. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, yeah, it's thanks been thing. brilliant. Thanks a lot to our experts today, Johannes and Richard. I'll share their Twitter handles with you so you can follow them. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about the second division. It is a target. We've got a long way to go until we deserve to be there, but it's a great aim to aim for the league above. That's the direction we want to be moving in. and We need all the building blocks in place on and off the field first. Well, there you have it. That was an episode of the FCPS show. A bit of a crossover here on the other Bundesliga podcast as we felt there was such great insight coming from Richard and Johannes talking about Austria's second division. You can catch us, of course, for more Bundesliga-related work over at Other Bundesliga and we'll tag the Liga 2 experts as well so you can find them on our Twitter links and, of course, check out what is going on with Austria's fan-owned club over at FCPSEN, so FCPS English on Twitter and uh, at FC Pinskau Salfelden on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks a lot for listening to today's episode. We'll see you soon.
If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, please consider leaving us a review on your podcast platform of choice. That's extremely helpful to us. We also have a Patreon page if you wish to chip in a few euro each month to help us out. That's over at patreon.com forward slash other Bundesliga. Special thanks go to Gabriel Geber at Torn Geber Studios for this lovely music and also to the Gentleman Creatives for their other Bundesliga logo artwork. 